0: Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit W2Mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling.
1: Good evening, good afternoon, or whenever you happen to be listening or watching. Welcome to the Broadhurst Walk-In Sports Report sports in black and white. I, trying not to stare nervously at my screen, am your host for this week, Eric Watkins, and alongside me, who is probably going to be showing off his shirt, given what I may or may not say, over the next little while, is the man himself, Harry Broadhurst.
0: I feel like this shirt would be more appropriate for point of viewer.
1: I mean... You're not entirely wrong given some of the stuff that we've gone into. If you're interested, youtube.com slash W2M Network and check out the point of viewer archives, as well as our archives, and the wonderful collection of shows here at the W2M Network.
0: So a little bit of a uh, a little bit of an odd rundown for this week's BWSR Broadhurst Watkin Sports Report. As we have a little bit of a mismatch of everything while having one overarching central theme, similar to what happened last week when we did our our stream of consciousness about the Florida Gators-Iona Gales first round NIT matchup. (laughs) Gators won, then proceeded to lose in the second round on Sunday to Xavier. Here we are. So, currently on the air as Eric tries not to stare off into the abyss... Is the U.S. Men's National Team CONCACAF World Cup 2022 qualifier against Mexico at Estadio Azteca?
1: Which, surprisingly, I mean, given the events post Queretaro and Atlas, not as surprising. uh Uh-oh. It's somewhat of a sparser crowd than anticipated.
0: Probably high-end security on high alert, too. That would be my guess. It looks like there's a lot of stuff tarped off.
1: Yeah, I could imagine that, especially with the l- everything going on, so you lower the capacity. But even still, for a U.S.-Mexico match, I would have expected. They're like, ah, this is a big one. Go ahead. But I guess not.
0: As... Number two for the U.S. team gets flashed a yellow. Of course, DeAndre Yedlin.
1: I'm not entirely surprised. I feel
0: like he got a piece of the ball. That no, he didn't. Nah, he definitely Mm-mm. got his ankle. Mm-mm. He's like, "Yep, that was me. My bad. Yep, Sorry about that."
1: Little bit late on that uh, tackle on Alvarez. Yeah. Again, not surprised.
0: Okay, so like I was saying, it'll be kind of a stream of consciousness for the men's World Cup qualifying match against Mexico as CONCACAF 2022 qualifying continues. Uh, The U.S. men's national team and Mexico are currently tied on 21 points in second place in the group behind Canada. Top Top three squads all qualify immediately for the World Cup. Four and five go to playoffs, or is it just four?
1: Fourth, It's only fourth place. Goes to a playoff against the Oceanic winner. To be decided I, in June.
0: I do believe the current uh, number four is Costa Rica.
1: who have come out of nowhere the last couple of windows. They were one of those teams who were pretty much dead in the water.
0: Uh, I think they're sitting on 20 points, so this is an important game. Yeah, these are the
1: last three matches of CONCACAF qualifying as this is the penultimate window ahead of the World Cup. And and a little bit of extra news. One of the UEFA heavyweights has fallen in dramatic fashion.
0: Yeah, I saw I saw Hate mails post in the group chat about that, about Italy getting bounced.
1: One nil... On a stoppage goal, Alexander Tromanovsky, if I pronounce that right. A national hero now in North Macedonia.
0: I mean, I feel like you would be more likely to pronounce that correctly than I would. (laughs) But USMNT is not the only thing we have scheduled for you on this episode of Point of Viewer. As much the same way as we did with the the Florida Gator stream of consciousness last week, we will also be discussing the goings-on amongst other sports in the U.S. and around the world, including a missing racket. That'll, that'll, I... make, that'll make sense shortly.
1: <laughs>
0: a rebracket. Hey, that rhymed. I'm a poet who didn't know it. <laughs> NFL free agency in full swing. I have to pull up our conversation in order to make sure I don't screw anything up here. (laughs) The chase of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And I got to say your title for this segment, this is the USFL. It popped me, especially (laughs) because I actually watched that 30 for 30 on the XFL. (laughs) So that would pop me as we talk the uh, official revealed rules for the USFL once their season begins next month. Ah, April 15th.
1: <clears throat> um, technically, John, I get what you're going after, but no question marks. If you're going to do the goal... Oh, exclamation only,
0: points only. Bingo. Also, um, where's Espinoza when you need them? So we, we could tell those Mexican fans don't be a dick in terms of having brawls and stands and costing their team fans during World Cup qualifiers.
1: I mean, if he so happens to be available, not sure if he is, but he's working, but if he so desires to be a disembodied voice tonight, maybe, maybe not, the option just might be open.
0: <laughs> kind of surprised Hate Mail didn't show up given the fact that we're covering soccer, but apparently given his track record for showing up for soccer shows, I shouldn't be that surprised. pew, pew, pew. Well, I mean, A, he's definitely working.
1: So if you happen to see me at about 1.30 in the morning on air doing a reaction to this match, then yes, you will also know to look out for the four horsemen of the apocalypse because that means we'll finally be doing a
0: soccer show properly. Okay, there is absolutely no way that that is correct. Google Translate is saying, No seas un idiota. I know for a fact idiota is idiot. No, es, yes. no No, eres un idiota
1: Well like, uh, Well it's with it's like, the, that You're trying you're thinking you know Permanent versus temporary And I mean for something Like that you would be something Stronger and say pendejo Which technically translates to pubic Hair but No, no says
0: un Pene don't be that, a penis That also works That also works We'll go with that for this particular episode. Eric, it's time for a rebracket. What do you say? Oh. Fuck Can I just tear up my rebracket already?
1: Yes. North Carolina. North Carolina of all teams, North Carolina.
0: Really. I don't mean I don't mean my original bracket. That was fucked courtesy of Kentucky. No, I mean my rebracket is fucked already, too. How? Arkansas beat Gonzaga tonight.
1: Now, hold on. I had Gonzaga losing.
0: To Arkansas? You know, not to Arkansas, no. I had I, them losing to Memphis. I had Gonzaga losing to Kansas in the final. Welcome to my world. That's and, why that can... was, and that was my re-bracket final, too. Ow. Ow. Did I
1: not warn you about Gonzaga even when we were making our original bracket?
0: This West Coast Conference being a viable threat to national dominance is bullshit. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about the actual first round of the NCAA tournament a little bit, the first and second rounds of the NCAA tournament a little bit here while we have some time in the, in the interim. Still scoreless, 31 minutes, 39 seconds into the first half of the USMNT CONCACAF World Cup qualifier. And, um.
1: now they're having... Oh, okay, so something being buzzed with the okay. Something with the watch and making sure everything's synced up. Weird. <laughs> but
0: um is, is there a bigger story in this tournament than the St. Peter's Peacocks? Absolutely not. I
1: mean credit to them having some of the good old Jesus juice behind them as we talked about. The first 15 seed since Florida Gulf Coast to make the Sweet 16? Not true. Really? When was the more recent 15 seed?
0: Last year?
1: You know, I completely forgot about that.
0: I I saw the thing on, uh, I saw the thing on whatchamacallit on Facebook. I don't remember the, the team specifically, but I know for a fact the 15 made the Sweet 16 last year as well as Eric goes to the Google. Yep. I am going to look that up. All right. Well, While he's doing so, um, fun fact, the 2022 NCAA Tournament Champions of Kentucky, the St. Peter's Peacocks.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I had Murray State taking that title, repeating Kentucky, but St. <laughs> Peter's was like, no, I'm going to do you one better and beat them both. Thank you very much.
0: St. Peter's is in Jersey City, New Jersey, thus making it the only successful thing to ever come out of New Jersey. And the first time I've ever
1: heard a reference to Jersey City since that one episode of Red and Stimpy in my childhood.
0: How did they get away with that show on Nickelodeon? Never mind. I mean, yeah. Conversation for point of view or not for BWSR. But, okay, so... Going back to the actual tournament itself there. Um, North Carolina over Baylor was a pretty big upset as well. A couple of the 512s landed. Oh, go Mm -hmm. ahead. Who was the team last year? I forgot about this. Oral Roberts. They beat my Gators. I should have known that because they knocked out Ohio State in the first round and then Florida in the second. And then they wound up losing to
1: Arkansas. Who lost to Baylor. Oh, Baylor.
0: Yeah, uh, like I was saying, North Carolina took out the first number one seed of tournament in Baylor in round two. Uh, your repeat went fantabulously, Eric.
1: Yeah, well aware of that. All the hype that I had about the ACC and um, kind of forgot about them.
0: Is that sit down again?
1: Yeah, he took a hit on that one almost to the hip. It it was a great run, and, oh, no, that was a dog No, that's
0: that's self-inflicted. Ooh, that does not look good. Oh, that's a hammy. Oh, Oh no, he he got clipped. Watch the very tail end of it. He got clipped. Yes,
1: I figured that he got clipped. I don't know thought that for a second he was holding his hip, but, yes, I see him grimacing. Got clipped right after the ball was saved by Memo Ochoa.
0: All right, so you gotta gonna have to give me a quick second here. I have to, uh, I have to go to our friends on the non credible academic. Shout out to life is like a game show. <laughs> I have to pull up the twenty twenty two NCAA tournament bracket on. Uh,
1: oh, I've already got that up for you.
0: Well, a link would be super.
1: Okay, if you could please hold. Do, 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 do. I mean, it's do, only gonna take.
0: T- it's only going to take me a... Oh, awesome. All right. <laughs> go ahead. And... All right. Can you still hear me? You still see me? Yes. All that fun stuff? Yes. and Okay, I yes. had to open up a second. I had to open up a secondary window. All right. Let's talk some of the other key stories from the first two rounds of the tournament, shall we? Oh, uh, aside from Duke, I don't want to talk about Duke. Well, they're actually playing right now. As a matter of fact, um, I believe they're on uh, TN, or not TNT, TBS currently. Oh, no, I take that back. The Duke game is on CBS. Of course the Duke game is on CBS. Gonzaga and Arkansas got relegated to T. No, they didn't. They were on CBS, too. I'm losing my mind today. I apologize.
1: <laughs> it Trust me, it happens. And I'm the one who slept in until 5 in the
0: afternoon.
1: I don't recommend that for anybody.
0: Sometimes you just got a sheep, man. It happens. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, well, that that and the fact that I didn't go to bed until 7 a.m., that also had something
0: to do with it. Uh, (laughs) So let's go ahead and start in uh, Gonzaga's region, because Gonzaga's region was actually the only one of the four to go chalk up to the Sweet Sixteen. Added to,
1: you can't quite say it on a whole lot of surprise. And I did say, shout out to Penny Hardaway in the gang at Memphis. I had you winning against Gonzaga. You gave them a great game. Nothing Gonzaga, to be
0: ashamed about. Gonzaga did not look good throughout this entire tournament. They struggled with Georgia State in the first round until they pulled away late. That 21-point mm-hmm. margin of victory at the end there is incredibly deceiving because... Correct me if I'm wrong, 68-68 at one point late in the second half. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Gonzaga went on like a 21-0 run in order to put that thing to bed.
1: And then it was what, against Memphis? They didn't lead until the final 38 seconds?
0: Uh, No, that wasn't Gonzaga. That was uh, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Illinois against um, the five twelve matchup that they found themselves in in the first round in uh, their in their bracket. I'm trying to remember who they were playing. Uh
1: Illinois, Chattanooga, yeah, that you had picked.
0: Yeah, uh, Illinois didn't lead until the final thirty five seconds of the game. Unfortunately for UT Chattanooga, it was the most important thirty five seconds of the game that they led. But um, so I was saying that the uh, the West Regional Gonzaga's Regional went chalk for the for the first two rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, the five and the six both lost, uh, including one of my Sweet Sixteen picks in the six seed Alabama, who got bounced by Notre Dame, who won a play in game. The other play in winner Notre Dame was then bounced by Texas Tech. The other play in winner Indiana lost in the first round, which means this will be the first time. In like five years, I think that a play-in winner hat didn't advance to the second weekend,
1: which is really unfortunate because I had a couple of those play-in winners making a run, including Notre Dame, of course.
0: I, I, I think am te-
1: just so, yes,
0: words. I think here. Texas Tech. <laughs> I think Texas Tech could give Duke shit, and as a matter of fact, Texas Tech is actually currently up by five. Three and a half minutes left in the first half there. It is currently twenty nine twenty four Tech. Well, it, 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 it's looking like uh, the basketball
1: gods may not be entirely listening, but this could end up being a good thing if all things are considered.
0: I feel like if Krzyzewski and Duke make it to the Final Four, it would just be one gigantic fucking circus. It would be. We all know
1: that it would be.
0: I mean, that's not to say that most of these basketball media outlets don't felicitate Shostevsky as it is, because let's be honest, they do. Mm-hmm. But I feel even more so nowadays, uh, especially with it being announced that this is it for him, with him turning over the team to the to his uh, second in line, his his head assistant coach. Yeah, I just I feel like. Honestly, this would probably be more of a distraction to college basketball than it would be anything else.
1: Well, but I mean, I wouldn't necessarily even call it a distraction because if you looked at it, the minute that Coach K decided, yes, this is the year I'm done, it was automatically something of a circus. And let's face it, after not having a tournament two years ago, having everything in a single location last year. This was kind of something that college basketball wanted and needed in a case of, oh, one big thing so we don't have to talk about the other elephants in the room.
0: Well, more so an entire state rather than a specific location last year. The entire tournament conducted within the state of Indiana. Just multiple different locations inside of said state. Yeah, for the most part. Speaking of Indiana, Hoosiers advanced in our greatest sports movie of all time bracket. Available on Point of Viewer, new episode, maybe this weekend? Maybe not? Um, depending on
1: availability and stuff, question mark. I know there's been a certain someone who has been begging for me, but need, uh, it's not looking entirely likely.
0: And then in two weeks, yours truly will not be on Point of Viewer because that's WrestleMania Sunday, and, well, I'm booked.
1: Yeah, un- understandable. So that's going to be another interesting show, given what also happens in the two weeks leading up to that one. Needless to say, we'll be co- make sure you'll be glad
0: that you won't be there. All right, back to it. Um... Okay, so let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the homerism of this whole tournament here, which is something we tend to like to focus on here on the W two M network. Um, it's one win away for both of us for Kansas versus Miami. Mm-hmm. I like our chances. You guys play Big Twelve Cinderella Iowa State, who went from two wins to the Sweet Sixteen. as Iowa State went 2-22 and 22 last year and then just proceeded to knock out the number three seed, Whiskey, in order to advance to the Sweet 16. And your Miami Hurricanes decided to tell Auburn to get to stepping.
1: That one, cool. I, I, I saw the last a few minutes of that, and it's like, okay, I've got a confession to make okay, this might be a little bit nerve-wracking as Auburn tried to make it a teeny bit interesting those last few minutes. But I'm like, nope, nope, nope. I think we've got this in the bag.
0: Oh, that was... (laughs) Did you just see the attempt at the bicycle that failed spectacularly?
1: He completely whiffed.
0: A for effort, but Jesus, Chuki, What was that? a a for effort f for execution i'll say uh meanwhile kansas got a little bit of a scare put into them courtesy of hold on let me pull it back up here uh courtesy of creighton the texas southern game went exactly how the texas southern game should have went jayhawks Mm -hmm. by 27 uh, Creighton played Kansas close, and that's the reason that when we did our uh, p- when we did our tournament preview last week, I said I would have preferred to play San Diego State in that matchup because I felt the Jayhawks matched up a lot better with San Diego State. Now Big the Jayhawks East find teams. them. Mm-hmm. Now the Jayhawks find themselves in a situation where your prognostication comes true. Big East teams keep an eye on them Friars.
1: You saw what they did in dismantling Richmond after a closer-than-what-it-should-have-been game against South Dakota State.
0: Breaking news, Michigan has made it through the entire NCAA tournament without Juwan Howard punching someone. Yay! Unfortunately, they're going home in the Sweet 16. eh. No, it's already happened. They're out. I know, I know. Villanova was like, get to stepping. And with that, I believe that takes us to our re does it not? Yes, indeed it does. Oh, brother. Okay, so we'll start in the West, and that leads us to go to Gonzaga versus Arkansas. I picked Arkansas. No, I really didn't. I, I, I'm about to
1: say, I... This one, as soon as I saw that it was going chalk, I was like, well, I don't see anybody really stopping Gonzaga until you got to the Elite Eight, but
0: whoops. To be fair, to be fair in this game, the officials were fucking awful in the second half. A pair of incredibly questionable calls against Chet Holmgren And a missed out-of-bounds that led to a Razorback three-pointer. Dude penetrated uh, along the baseline and very clearly stepped out-of-bounds before he kicked it out. Wow. And even with review, the refs missed that. Never even went to a review on the call.
1: Isn't that what the review system is there for?
0: You would think, especially something egregious, because he um the c the tn the excuse me the cbs announcers it's uh jim nance um bill raftery and grant hill mm-hmm. um uh, jim nance points out that he's easily like six inches out of bounds mm-hmm. and nothing gets called but uh arkansas does not gonzaga out so we can adjust as required going forward as we do this. I did pick Gonzaga in this game, and like I said earlier, I had Gonzaga going all the way to the national championship game, so I'm fucked. At
1: least you know you're fucked early?
0: <laughs> um, positive? <Squirrel? laughs> Not really. Anywho, the other side is the game that's currently on right now, Texas Tech and Duke. I am taking Duke. So am I. Thirty-three to twenty-nine, Texas Tech. Nine point six seconds left in the first half. I've just seen too much inconsistency from Texas Tech throughout the season to uh, to trust them against a inspirationally driven, Coach K-led Duke Blue Devil team here. And I now, had Gonzaga. I go had I had Gonzaga ending Duke's run in the Elite Eight. Uh, if Duke beats Texas Tech here, I think they truck Arkansas. They do.
1: I'm seeing the same way as we get to halftime, and Estadio Azteca, still a board draw. This in actually a lot of ways would help as far as the U.S. going into the last two games, so that's a big plus. But for
0: this one... What's what's the uh, GD on that right now?
1: I'm, on the overall. I'm going to go ahead and look that back up in the standings.
0: Because I'd imagine – or would it be head-to-head as the tiebreaker?
1: No, it, it is gold, overall goal difference as the tiebreaker. So we would still – Because I know
0: – I know when they played in the U.S., uh, USMNT beat Mexico
1: 2-0. Yep. So we would still be ahead. They are sitting at a plus-six goal difference. We're at a plus-nine and right now, as it stands, Panama is leapfrogging Costa Rica into fourth place.
0: So Costa Rica is sitting on what, 17?
1: Yep, Costa Rica 17, Panama on 18.
0: Uh-huh. Well, the good news is, is if this is a draw, then both teams remain more than a full game clear of fourth. Because this would move both the US and Mexico to 22, whereas Panama would be still sitting on 18, like you just said.
1: Yep. And Panama is on the verge of closing out a draw. They're 1 1 against Honduras in the 88th minute. So, unless there's a late winner there, that could make the standings even more interesting.
0: All right. Going back to the men's national, the NCAA tournament here. So, I had Gonzaga and Duke. Obviously, I have Arkansas-Duke now due to uh, uh, Arkansas knocking Gonzaga out 74-68. You had Gonzaga and Duke as well. I did.
1: Well, now even with this, with Arkansas advancing, I'm still taking Duke. If Gonzaga, it was either theirs to win or... Dukes to win out of all of this. Team trying to finally win a title versus team in a great headline story. You go with the headline story.
0: Moving over to the Eastern region, currently being played in Philadelphia, technically being played tomorrow. Um, The number eight seed, North Carolina, takes on the number four seed, UCLA. I have UCLA winning that game. The number three seed, Purdue, takes on the 15 seed, St. Peter's, and I think the clock strikes midnight for St. Peter's.
1: With the seeds this low, they don't advance any farther, but I do not have a UCLA Purdue in this instance.
0: You got Carolina Purdue? Yeah.
1: I I hate to do it. It was one of those I hated to do, but... Ah, something about this North Carolina team wanting to get equal levels of revenge and showing that if they could find a way to somehow beat Duke to end their Cinderella one, like Miami wants to and should, and I'm rooting for, they want to
0: position themselves to do it. So my regional final is UCLA and Purdue, and I have the Bruins going back to the final four. For this one?
1: As much as I like Purdue.
0: You just went to North Carolina one last time.
1: I mean, again, if you're going storybook, go full storybook. I think, again, North Carolina is like, all right, set up for one more matchup.
0: All right, moving over to the South region, we've already seen Villanova advance over Michigan. I did indeed pick Villanova in that game because my regional final was, um, if I'm not mistaken, well, my regional final was Tennessee in Arizona originally, but because I, I had a ten, a Michigan out to Tennessee,
1: yeah. I had Michigan beating Loyola Chicago, but then losing to Illinois. How did that
0: work out? Oh, Houston decided to beat the brakes off of Illinois in round two. Houston is currently playing Arizona over on TBS. If you give me approximately two minutes, I can get you a score for that game.
1: All right, and while you do that, Looking at this one, again, I still had Michigan advancing over Villanova, but this was one of those uh, regions where I didn't have the one seed going, and I am sticking by that. I think Houston goes on, but I had Houston winning against uh, Michigan. I'll stick with that, Houston beating Villanova. I had to think for a second about what it to change.
0: 31-22, Houston, 14 minutes left in the first half. That game ended a little bit after the, the, the uh, Michigan-Villanova game ended a little bit after the Gonzaga and uh, Arkansas game. So with the staggered starts, that's why, that's why the Duke game is at halftime already, why this one still has most of the first half left. Uh, Cougars up by six as Arizona just joined a three 31 25. Uh, I picked Arizona in this game and then I had Arizona beating Villanova in the regional final to advance to the final four. Cause I picked Arizona in my original bracket as well. Uh, Gonzaga, Kentucky, Arizona, and then we'll get to the, the, the other region here in a few seconds, the Midwest. Okay. All right. That actually does take us to the Midwest and Kansas plays Providence. Yep. Are you sticking with your original prediction here? Yes, I am. I got you Providence
1: stopped. winning. I'm, at least I can't say make you say I hate it here for the third consecutive podcast.
0: No, because Kansas is going to beat the brakes off the Friars tomorrow.
1: Okay. All right, we'll 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 see about that. We'll see.
0: The late game in the Midwest region tomorrow is Iowa State and Miami of Florida, and I'm picking Miami. As am I. I mean, because if you think about this, especially
1: with Ohio or Iowa State, their last two opponents from the three point line, six for forty one combined we are a great three-point shooting team even if they tried to slow down the tempo Iowa State has only scored at most 61 points in their last four or five games I think if they tried to shut us down with some sort of zone defense or turn it into a slog we'll just get hot from the perimeter and take care of business
0: Iowa State coming off of a pair of five-point victories, uh, 59-54 over LSU, 54-49 over Wisconsin. Miami of Florida currently averaging 73.5 points a game in the NCAA tournament, 68-66 over USC, 79-61 over Auburn. And that 79-61 game was not even that close, if we're being honest. Mm-mm. Um, my regional final is Kansas and Miami of Florida. Yeah, I feel like that might lead to a special episode of BWSR on Sunday if it ha- on Sunday if it happens. Yes, it will. Oh, <laughs> yes, it will. Because I, I I don't think there's any way we can't do alternate commentary if that game happens. <laughs> Kansas and Miami of Florida in the Elite Eight for a spot in the Final Four. Yes, please. Our Do first I need- Final Four ever. <laughs> Do I need to tell you who I'm picking if that happens? No, you, you don't. I'm going to tell you anyway. Rock, Chuck, Jay, Hawk, Go, KU. You have Providence in Miami and Florida as old Big East rivals clash once again.
1: Ah, yes. And
0: while... Uh, uh, go ahead. Uh, apparently, this tournament is a requiem for the Big East.
1: I see what you did there. I see what you did there. <laughs>
0: Sticking with the theme of 30 for 30s here tonight on tonight's show.
1: Uh, Harry Potter should have zigged instead of zag. <laughs> Flip flop. And of course, naturally, for something <laughs> like this, he's picking overtime. Um... It's a matter he, of – go ahead.
0: He's just mad that he doesn't have a rooting interest left in the NCAA postseason.
1: Well, as if he had one to begin with? And it counts.
0: I was excited. And All then right. our coach left for Georgia, and then I was less so. But I do uh, like our new coaching hire, though, but continue. As with this, my head versus my heart.
1: My heart wants the Canes to go ahead and have that fairy tale ending of Duke's season. Give Coach L one more Final Four appearance to add to his resume, but I picked Providence to win this region for a reason.
0: I am sticking by that. So basically, we both agree whoever wins the Kansas Providence game is going to the Final Four. Yes. So that takes us to our respective Final Fours. My original Final Four was Gonzaga versus UCLA. My updated Final Four is Duke versus UCLA. And I will take – I will take – I originally took Gonzaga. I will take Duke here. Mm Mm-hmm. On the other side, I have Arizona versus Kansas, and I am sticking by my original prediction in that game with Kansas. So for this one, for me, my
1: original final four, Duke versus Baylor. Yeah. About On, that. Yeah, that, that. Um. Mm-mm. So for
0: this one, Duke versus North Carolina. Because again, do, what fitting way. Do we see a repeat of what happened in Chapel Hill? Or not in Chapel Hill, in, uh, in Durham? No. I honestly think, like
1: I said, with this one, you have more of a team of destiny and what fitting way for one more national championship game appearance for Coach K. I originally didn't think so, but for this one, with this re-bracket, I'm changing my mind.
0: For well, my, I mean, you had to, hmm? you had to change something there because your original national championship contender out of this con- this side of the bracket is out was out ski in the second round.
1: Yeah, both of my national championship contenders on both sides is I had Baylor beating Illinois.
0: Illinois, you did, yeah. So with this one, at least my team's made it to the Sweet Sixteen. <laughs>
1: At least my bracket survived longer. Not by much, but it did.
0: Fucking Kentucky. (laughs) Fuck Kentucky. Just fuck Kentucky in general. Go ahead.
1: I've warned y'all, but for this, yeah, for this Final Four, I'm continuing. Well, no, I'm not continuing quite the Requiem for the Big East. Providence against Houston. Now this one I had to th- really double check and think about for a bit.
0: Austin Rhode Island versus Rhode mm-hmm. Island versus Texas, the biggest of the 48 states by square footage versus the smallest of the 48 um, in, in, the what you call it the contiguous thank you. The, the two that aren't Alaska or Hawaii because technically Alaska's bigger than Texas. Yes.
1: I am going to go ahead and mess with Texas. Providence to the title game.
0: My original pick was Gonzaga versus Kansas. My updated pick is, is Kansas versus Duke. Different dance partner. The story remains the same. Rock, chalk, Jayhawk. As Kansas gets the national championship that was taken away from them in 2020, when they would have been the number one overall seed, confirmed by the way. And the Jayhawks cut down the nets. See, if there's going no Go bit. Be- <laughs> if there's one thing that we have learned on this network, Eric. You go big or go homer. I pr- pretty much.
1: I don't have as much faith, but I am trading in for what I speak in my bracket versus what I have spoken to the basketball gods. One of those is going to happen one way or another because I have said if Miami beats Duke to win the title, I will never complain nor ask about anything basketball-related ever again.
0: I'll be fine with that. But for my bracket, hmm? the Heat could make a run in the NBA playoffs this year, too.
1: Well, true, but I mean, if you think about it, the Heat with the Jimmy Butler minus the Heatles of the big three versus the U going all the way back from the days when we had the likes of Hall of Famer Rick Barry on our court, winning their first title ever. He of the underhanded free throw. Exactly. But for this one, I am going to, bracket-wise, give one more shining moment. I. What is the phrase, thank you, fuck you, bye? That's how I would feel as I see Coach K cutting down the nets. Thank you, fuck you, bye. We don't got to worry about you no more.
0: I agree that I think Duke gets there, especially now that Gonzaga's out. Because I do think that uh, Drew Timmy and Chet Holmgren would have been too much for Duke. Mm-hmm. But, and, I mean, it's Arkansas. Come on. It's not like we know any Arkansas fans that we can make fun of when Duke be, Oh, wait, we do. <laughs> <laughs> and remember you can send all hate mail to s.garmer at gmail.com <laughs> but um i don't know there's just something i, I feel like there's uh oh, no dog in the brackets full hockey
1: mode yeah again how is that working john your aisles are winning but funny i don't see them in the playoff standings i wonder why uh...
0: Uh, I got no room to talk. The last I saw, the Islanders were beating the Red Wings 2-0 tonight. Oof. Oof. I mean, it's in the barn, so it's in the USB, but still. That was the last score I saw, and that was a little bit ago. Uh, second half has started for the U.S. men's national team. Still currently on no-nil. 47 minutes about to start. Mhm. So yeah. we'll keep you guys we'll keep you guys abreast of the situations at hand. There. Uh, yeah. Speaking of stalker, um, my condolences first of all. The Champions League said goodbye to Manchester United, but is still going to say hello to Liverpool. The Champions League didn't do this
1: to us. We did this to us.
0: That was a flat-out piss-poor performance in the second leg. You realize that Liverpool has still got an opportunity at the quad this year? Do You really want to remind me of that
1: fact? Wait until Eric Ten Hag comes in, good sir. Wait until we go ahead and get him, or either more preferably steal Thomas Tuchel from
0: Chelsea. I'm just saying. Already won the caribou. Mm-hmm. The semifinals of the FA Cup, mm-hmm. quarterfinals of the Champions League. And I think we are a single solitary point behind Man City in the Premier League as well.
1: And correct me if I'm wrong, Championship Sunday, or at least close to it, that stretch of the
0: season. Don't you face Man City in the league? We we still have another game against Man City, and if I'm not mistaken, it's at Anfield. That, oh, that you is want to-, to be scary. <laughs> you want to talk about your super atmospheres. Corner uh, corner to the U.S.? Did that ball get out of bounds? I believe
1: it did. They're not showing it on the replay, but that was a great diving save by
0: Memo on that Pulisic shot, which would have corner- a perfect angle. Indeed, corner to the U.S. sent in and sent right back out. Sent right back in, but way overshot on the cross out of bounds for a goal kick. Still scoring, yeah.
1: It's something about us, I give credit to Weya here. He that wasn't even Tim, Weah. that was Kellen Acosta. Definitely dangerous on the first phase of corner kicks, but for that second phase,
0: they had too many numbers in the box. All right, we, we move forward. Uh, there's your re bracket. I'm picking Kansas. Eric is picking Duke. Both of us kind of want to see Kansas versus Miami and Florida on Sunday. If it happens, it's a huge-ass if, but if it does, expect a Broadhurst Walking Sports Report special edition live here on the W2M Network. Oh, damn right. Have a full Miami the, gear and everything. Or at the very least, live on Facebook at W2M Network on Facebook.
1: And, fingers crossed, Twitter w 2 m Network twitch.tv slash w 2 Net question mark.
0: It'll depend on what Rattlech has or doesn't have planned. Yep, we'll check our calendars. At the very least, we can go live on Facebook with it. We can. Speaking of what's speaking of what's live on Facebook, do we want to reveal some big news about that or do we want to wait until that's more finalized before we talk about that?
1: Um
0: let's wait a teeny bit
1: a little bit longer. Dot those last couple I's cross the T's. Um,
0: sports report cubed, maybe, possibly.
1: Wait, wait,
0: do I have that here?
1: No, damn, do it, I get I don't. the doggo? Aww. No, I thought I thought would have had it, but unfortunately, no. Um, no dog, no doggo. Yeah, to put this another way, could our powers combine? For the first round of the NFL draft.
0: Stay tuned. Are we captain planeting this
1: bitch? I mean, that's kind of like my default in this, so
0: <laughs> I feel like you would be grass, obvious reasons. <laughs> Earth! The better <laughs> kind. <laughs> Fire! All right, let's move on. And let's get to the quickest of the topics that we can discuss here. Let's, let's go from college basketball and transition over to the NBA. As the mailman delivered daily, but the king has decided to as- try to ascend to his throne. As LeBron James has passed Karl Malone for second place all-time scoring, in the NBA now, only trailing the thirty-three thousand ish of KAJ
1: thirty-eight thousand three hundred eighty-seven. Really? really? God damn! Skyhook baby. Look and plus, uh, look at how long he played.
0: <laughs> this is true. What's LeBron at now?
1: Thirty-six at last so, check.
0: So two seasons probably
1: um at 10 points a game
0: season and a they're, half
1: thereabouts so um probably not well if the average is just right then by the end of
0: next season we'll start talking about that mark let's ask the important question here does the king take the throne before he calls it a career i do because i think I so think-
1: I think timing-wise, he's going to have it just long enough and then he will go ahead and bow out right before his son Bronny is eligible to play.
0: And See, I, I disagree with that. I think he stays around long enough to play one season with one season in the league when Bronny's in the league. And I was thinking about this too, but I was doing the math.
1: He's got two more years in high school. So you're talking the 2024 NBA draft if the NCAA changes the rules like the NCAA and the NBA have been talking about getting away from the one and done, either going back to the old rules being drafted out of high school or similar to what they do in college basketball, two or none, either right out of high school. But if you go and step foot in your first class, then you have to wait two years. And college baseball, it's three. If if they change those rules, he's got two years. If they don't, then he's got another three.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, doesn't he have at least two years anyway because of the G League requirements?
1: Yeah, and this is what I'm saying. So two years, and then do you have to be 18 or 19 to be in the G League?
0: I think 18 as long as you've graduated high school.
1: Right. So he would be 18 and be in the G League for the 2024-25 season.
0: So LeBron would have to stick around for another five. Yeah, I'm not sure that's going to happen. No.
1: Right. So, again, if they change the rules, though, and he's NBA eligible for the 24-25 season, then, yeah. That'll be it, because as is, we would be talking, what, 23 years in the league at that point?
0: I mean, kind of fitting, given his original number with the Cavaliers, though. It would be, so it's doable, but a lot of machinations would definitely have to happen. Absolutely. I I do think, Uh, as we get a score update, Islanders 5, Red Wings 2. Probable final. Uh, the Red Wings did just beat the Flyers 6-3 to three, uh, two days ago, though. So that's kind of been the story of the Red Wings season as we bounce from basketball to hockey. Uh, up and down all year. Not all of us can beat the Panthers this year, apparently.
1: Well, not everybody can go ahead and win 42 out of their first 62 games and get a guy like Claude Giroux at the trade deadline. Welcome to Florida.
0: We know you'll love it here. You wanted us, you got us. That same dirty-ass Giroux that used to play for the Flyers? Specifically Uh, waived his no-trade clause to come to the Panthers. uh, Fuck him. (laughs) Uh, Not the best team in the NHL, though. That distinction belongs to the Colorado Avalanche, who at one point earlier this season ran off like 21 straight wins.
1: Uh, they've got they're in the driver's seat in the president's trophy race at ninety-five points. Panthers. Yeah,
0: but given re- given recent history, you don't want the president's trophy, because a president's trophy mean a president's trophy means no Lord Stanley. Exactly. So they can go ahead and have it. And if we go
1: ahead, take your president's trophy, and I'll tell you what. You can get to the final. You can get to the Stanley Cup final. Rematch a 96, baby. We'll get our revenge.
0: I might have to root for the Panthers if that happens just because the Red Wings fan in me won't let me cheer for the avalanche.
1: Plenty of room on our bandwagon for those couple of weeks. You're more than welcome. It's just a slightly different shade of red. It'll be fine.
0: I feel dirty just saying that. Because aren't we in your division?
1: You are in the Atlantic division, yes.
0: All right. So from hoops and brackets, do we have anything else on the LeBron thing? Or was it just basically to talk about him passing Malone and the potential for him to pass Kareem? That was it. Okay. So from hoops and brackets to rackets, Mm. as a world – as a world number one retires, but not the one you might have suspected. I fully not expect that to happen sometime soon now. Well, obviously, especially given
1: age, given rivalries, given kind of given mental horsies. health
0: concerns. World number one women's tennis player, Ash Barty, Ashley Barty, officially, but Ash as she's more commonly known, announces her retirement from tennis at the age of 25 to to focus on her mental health, stating, I'm exhausted. Okay, let's talk about the overall arcing schedule for tennis and everything here, because I think that plays a large factor in this decision. The fact is, is that Granted, even if you're a higher-level participant on these tours, you're only playing every couple of weeks. But the major tournaments are two weeks each. The minor tournaments are a week each. You're playing every day, so that's an enormous stress on you physically. The weeks that you're not playing, you're rehabbing, you're training, you're working with your coaches and everything. So it's not like you're actually getting a break from the game. And let's talk about the travel schedule, too, here, as you dart all around the globe, except for Russia. In order to play in all these various tournaments here. Uh, Barty's just coming off of winning the Australian Open earlier this year. In January. Soil. In January, uh, Rod, Laver, Rod Laver Court, correct? Rod Laver Arena, yes. Okay. I knew it was something like that. But um, so Barty, that was her third Grand Slam trophy, having previously won a French Open in 2019 and the 2021 edition of Wimbledon. I did my research on this. Um, Simona Halep, who I believe at one point was ranked number two and might still be, wished Barty the best in her career and understood why she made the decision. Do you think this is going to be a sign of people in these individual sports possibly starting to call it a career earlier?
1: I really do. I mean, you started seeing it in some cases in the NFL, with individual players retiring young. And ever since you had with Naomi Osaka, being one of the first antennas to step up and say, hey, I need a break. And then you had what happened at the Olympics in Tokyo with Simone Biles. It's more and more of a very, in my mind, very good president saying, I am a human being. At some point, this is just going to be too much. Now... And Ash's defense, I mean, you won on home soil in Melbourne. We know you're a fan of Australian rules. If you want to take time off and join the Bulldogs AFLW team, there is a place for you. does not have to be right away, but there's a place for you. Just saying, just saying. Win yourself another title or two. Throwing that out there. Why are you giving me that look, Harry?
0: Tennis was too physical for her. You really think she's going to play Aussie rolls?
1: Well, it's a much shorter season. I mean, even with all 18 clubs going to have a team in 2023, you're only playing what, 10, 12 weeks? You're, you start playing around August. You're wrapped up. You have your grand final
0: January-ish.
1: Then you're done. You get to relax.
0: (laughs) I somehow doubt she's going to Aussie Look,
1: I'm not. All I'm saying is, Ashley, if you happen to ever be watching or listening, it was mentioned on AFL Daily, another fine podcast, not at this network. But again, the door is open.
0: Trivia time. You ready? Mm-hmm. Because I like doing this to you on occasion to keep you on your toes. Of course. Barty is not the first in the world's number one in tennis to retire. And the previous one that did it, did it at the age of 25 as well. Namer.
1: I'm going to have to go back a ways...
0: Not as far back as you might think.
1: Okay, so if it's not like one of the big-time legends from back in the day...
0: While I give Eric time to think about that, you are listening to the Broadhurst and Sports Report, Sports in Black and White, Episode 4, a presentation of the W2M Network online at w2mnet.com. is this episode 4 or episode 3? Episode 4 Okay, I thought so Uh, I'm your host, well, your co-host tonight Because technically he's the host for the show, even though I'm the one directing things My name is Harry Broadhurst, he's Eric Watkins You can find us on all of your favorite podcasts, listening, and video services More details about those forthcoming a little bit later on in the show if you're familiar with the W2M Network, you know where to find us. If you listen to podcasts in audio format, odds are, if you have a favorite podcast listening service, you can search for W2M Network on there and find us.
1: I'm going to take a stab at the dark. As John says, cue the Jeopardy music.
0: Do, 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 do. Okay, we're going to get sued if I keep that up.
1: Uh, Maria Sharapova? Because I know she was number one in the world for a while.
0: Justine Hennan. Really? Huh. 25, 25 years old was the world's number one ranked player when she retired. Hmm. Same as same as Ashley Barty. Today I learned. Tomorrow you'll forget. Maybe. I have a weird thing about stuff like this. And Maria Sharapova is still actively playing on the women's, on the WTA. Really? Yes. Hmm. She did step away for a while, but she has since come back. I think she stepped away when she had the scandal with the, the drug scandal.
1: Well, yeah, I remember that, but I just thought she has, especially after that, she would have called it quits.
0: She has since returned to tennis. She just played in the Australian Open. I think she got bounced in like the third round.
1: Hmm. All then.
0: <laughs> bounced because tennis.
1: I could have made something else entirely
0: different, but. That'll be for
1: point of viewer, and I've already made Family
0: show. Uh, well, language aside, family show. <laughs> but, all right, uh, 65th minute about to start. U.S. men's national team in Mexico still 0-0 zero a zero in the Estadio Azteca in Mexico City, Mexico. They
1: are really going ahead and playing for a draw at this point. I see a lot more sort of attempts at man marking. Not a whole lot of pressure, but then again, I'm not entirely mad about this, all things considered.
0: Uh, Costa Rica did jump Panama, by the way. Costa Rica is now sitting on 19 points. They are now up.
1: Well, Costa Rica with a big lead against Canada.
0: What I think it is, is I think it's because of the it's a live table situation. Yep, and Costa Rica would jump Panama for fourth.
1: Yep, Panama and Honduras they finished one all, Jamaica and El Salvador finished one all, but unfortunately, Jamaica, uh, El Salvador, and Honduras are all out. So it's those five teams, and yes, Costa Rica. Currently beating Canada at home, which would be Canada's first loss in World Cup but qualifying, at least in the octagonal, that would be a huge boost. However, what's, uh, hmm? what's
0: Canada sitting on?
1: Canada is currently sitting on 25.
0: So if the US and if the US and Mexico play to a draw, they'll both be sitting on 22. Mm-hmm. Do either of them play Canada again? No. For the US,
1: it's Mexico, then home to Panama, then away to Costa Rica, which would be very problematic. For Mexico, yeah. Yeah. away to Honduras and hosting El Salvador.
0: So Mexico has the easier road for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, if somehow we could find a way to get a goal given that, those last two matches. He got the ball first before he got the defender. Oh, that was Oh, that was acting by Raul on that one and that was just a tangle up right there.
0: As we've, I've lost the feed for a second over on CBS on uh paramount plus. So, okay. It's back 6726 over here. Yeah. As the, as the feed comes back. I know I'm a few seconds ahead of you.
1: Well, actually, no. Now that you're there, I'm currently at 6749.
0: So now you're like 10 seconds ahead of me. Mm-hmm. This this is a shenanigator. Mm-hmm. All right, so we've discussed we've discussed our topic for tennis. We've d- done our re-bracket. We've talked NBA. I know we have NFL free agency news and teams and trades and stuff to get to, but we'll save that for the main event.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, apparently, this is the signal for I'm going home. <laughs> or as Cartman would have said, excuse you guys, and am going." <laughs> As he, uh, well, we'll save that for last, though. Uh, what was the last topic that we had for today, sir? I'm going to look that back up.
1: Do not see, do you guys not see my comments coming from Twitter? No, we don't see those coming from Twitter. And if a certain someone one would happen to have been available, you know, go ahead and where to find us. And Brian and you'll wanna be disembodied voice
0: self. I mean, he's got access to the BWSR chat, so it's not like he couldn't pop on and chit chat for a little bit if he wanted to. You are not.
1: Ah, oh. okay. Still at work. Streamyard bugging out. All right, that
0: makes sense. And now we're getting his Facebook comments on here.
1: Well, yeah, because again, we can get the Facebook comments, we just won't not be able so to much. get the
0: Twitter comments. Just not so much the Twitter. All right, so world's number one retires. Rebracket check. LeBron and his chase for the throne check. I know you picked uh I know you picked another one of the topics that we're doing. The USFL. Ah yes, I mean it does. It, it actually would make sense that we start with that, given the fact that we can transition right into NFL free agency from it. Um, so do you see this three point ridiculousness? Yes, and I like it. When, so when apparently, just- apparently, we're foregoing extra point kicks in the USFL. Are there still going to be an option for that? Yeah, they're going to have it it,
1: similar, like how they had with the XFL,
0: the only difference. Go ahead. So extra point, two-point conversion from the five, three-point conversion from the ten? Although that's the only difference. Extra point, the traditional kick,
1: and then two-point conversions would be from the two still, and then three-point
0: conversions from the ten. Because wasn't the uh, the XFL version, the two-point conversion was from the five, right? Correct, because the one-point conversion was from the two. They didn't get yeah, it at they, all. Yeah, they didn't have any extra points. They did have punts, but no extra points. Right. Um. Yeah, so we had a chance to get a, look, uh, a little bit of a look-see. I sent Eric an article a little earlier in the week that looks at the rules for the new USFL, the former Spring League, relaunched. Which starts in approximately a month ish, a little less than a month now, April sixteenth, I think I saw.
1: Yes, that is your opening game: the Birmingham Stallions against the New Jersey Generals from Progressive Field in Birmingham.
0: hot tight for this year. Which we have talked about. That game will be simulcast on both Fox and NBC. Mm-hmm. Be the first time a game has been simulcast. I think we you said. No. Uh, <laughs>
1: Nichiwa I think you pitches. said this
0: is the first time a uh, football game has been simulcast in the U.S. since Super Bowl One. Correct. Uh, that was simulcast on CBS and NBC.
1: Hasn't happened since. It will happen April 16th. I am excited.
0: I want to talk about the biggest shenanigator of all of these rule changes. Overtime or? Yes. It is a best of three in overtime now. Yeah. Again, I am not mad about this. And for those I of think you who it actually not I think it actually makes sense if you think about it. And the reason I say that is you have equal opportunities before going to sudden death. And it's not a fluky one-and-done situation either. No. And this is another one that they borrowed from the
1: XFL. The only difference was the XFL used it best of five. I think the USFL cleans it up a lot better doing what hockey did and making it a best of three and for sudden death. Now, if you want to make it convenient and do like how the XFL wanted with both teams lining up on each end of the field to make it even better, that'd be great. Not mandatory, but highly
0: preferred. Let's talk about the kickoffs in the one-yard separation distance.
1: So, with that, first of all, the kickoffs are only going to be from the 25-yard line, thus guaranteeing returns.
0: Going to encourage more kickoffs put in play, which I'm not sure if I like or not, just because we've talked about this before. Kickoff returns are one of the most dangerous plays in football.
1: Well, how they have it set up, they also borrowed a bit from the USF or the XFL's rules. The kicking team can only be one yard back, so having a one-yard run-up to that line, and you can only have eight players from the receiving team between their 35 and their 45-yard line. So you still have that little bit bit distance, but everything's organized.
0: Basically uh, an eight-person wedge rather than a full return block. Right, right. Which um, and should, cut, should cut down on the number of contact injuries on kickoff returns.
1: Right, plus the ball has to be or has to travel 20 yards and a member from the return team has to still touch it first in that case. They do have the option for the onside kick, also from the 25-yard line, but Instead of the onside kick, you can instead have a 4th and 12 from the
0: 33. Yeah, I was going to say that uh, 4th and 12 from the 33 thing. Honestly, I think getting rid of the onside kick is probably the best thing for football. A, it's a very low risk of conversion anyways. Mm -hmm. B, it is insanely dangerous for the people that are out there either fielding or trying to recover it. Because you're mm-hmm. basically charging headlong into another player, hoping to light their ass up in order to force a fumble. If you're on the kicking team, whereas mm-hmm. if you're on the receiving team and you're the one about to catch the ball, you know you're about to get tagged. Yep. Well, it's like a wide receiver coming across the middles in the uh, across the middle in the '80s. They knew they were fucked. Mm-hmm. You just brace for impact at that point. Exactly. You go ahead. You try to catch the ball and anticipate the hit. Or, as I've heard it phrased in other places, you bend over and kiss your ass goodbye. Essentially. So, we have the the different scoring options. We have the overtime. What do you make of the overtime shootout? Do you like it? I do. I love it. Again, you have, like, the NCAA style
1: with how they've embraced the two-point conversions. And, again, if you want to win... You don't just need to score. You need to score and stop. I think in the NFL, with the teams that are making overtime rule proposals, as it's been talked about today, they need to consider this as something of an extra option, at the very least for the regular season.
0: Fourth quarter rules will also apply in the last two minutes of the first half as well, which I think is an improvement. Yeah.
1: That's actually borrowing from the original USFL, where they had the college rules. The clock stops, and the clock stops for a first down inside those last two minutes.
0: The link that I sent you, the ESPN link, make sure we uh, put that in the show description. Gotcha. And the reason being is that I'm about to quote verbatim, because you just mentioned the the college rules here. The penalty for defensive pass interference will mirror the NCAA rule with exceptions. First, a defender intentionally tackling a receiver beyond 15 yards would become a spot foul. The penalty would be a spot foul if it occurs 15 yards or less from the line of scrimmage or a 15-yard penalty from the line of scrimmage if the spot of the foul is beyond 15, which means it's going to leave a little bit of officials' discretion as to intent But I think that you're going to see the option of not necessarily punishing. You did hear that. We'll we'll get back to that in a second, Brian. But you you all have the option to not necessarily punish defenders for tough defense by instead of hitting them with a spot of the foul, you're just going to give them the 15-yarder rather than, say, a 30, 40, 50-yard penalty for pass interference on tight defense.
1: Yeah, and I don't mind that whatsoever because you're basically saying, okay, unless... And it's going to be a little bit of a discretion for how they judge intentionally tackling a receiver. Oh, that, oh. Well, what the hell are you, no, don't, no. Don't start appealing for shit, Chuki. There was no handball. No, that was a clean and, no, that was just you whiffed.
0: They're lucky they didn't get called for the trip in midfield. Exactly shouldn't have been a shot on gold, anyways, because it should have been a it should have been a free kick to the US.
1: Yeah, well, conquer calf. You're gonna conquer calf, especially with these referees.
0: All um, right, go ahead and pull up go ahead and pull up Brian's comment real quick. Fourth and twelve sounds weird if I heard that correctly. Yeah, that's gonna basically replace one side kicks. It would be a fourth and twelve from or a first and twelve, technically. From your own 33-yard line, you have to reach your 45 in order to maintain possession. Otherwise, you turn the ball over at spot of down. Yep. And with something like this for the uh, pass interference,
1: you're basically saying, and like I said, it's going to be a little bit tough to judge with intentionally tackling the receiver. But now you're saying outside of that, at most 15 yards instead of at least 15 yards. I'm good with that. You're going See, to get just, a lot of defensive coverage be able to adjust that way.
0: My only concern is referee's discretion is kind of yeah. kind of loose. It's kind of loose in its translation cuz you could have different you could have different officiating crews that call the games in different ways. So what would be an intentional for one officiating crew is just going to be 15 yards to another one.
1: And that's definitely something that you're for the first season. You're going to have the referees or have the teams adjust to the refereeing crews, which having that in a hub, I think that will be less of an issue. And you're going to be able to get more data for season two as you have teams in their cities. And also, as you have teams in their cities for season two, potential possibility of tweaking your refereeing crews to have a sky judge
0: i would argue that you could possibly see the nfl officials starting to work usfl games in the off season
1: yeah as far the experience and everything especially for those who are full-time referees
0: very doable and the younger judges uh, the younger nfl referees specifically in order to get them more game time more mm-hmm. uh more on turf time as it were rather than rather than just throwing them out there unprepared into an NFL setting.
1: Right, and especially for some of those, this is another option because they say they want these NFL referees to have, you know, big-time NCAA experience and all these others. Have the USFL as another option because from what I have seen today, the XFL is not looking too good
0: yet again as far as a 2023 kickoff. Texas Tech, 56, Duke, 55, 7 minutes, 43 seconds left in the second half. Houston, 40, Arizona, 37, 14 minutes and 14 seconds left in the second half. Arizona almost cut it to one. Oh, that's that used to be a camera. <laughs> Actually, I think the camera survived. I think
1: those were just water droplets. Those lenses are tougher
0: than you think. Uh, apparently, some somebody should ask, oh, God, what was Carrie's photographer name? Why am I drawing a blank? Oh, now I know who exactly... Damn it, the hell! Is Nielsen still watching? If you're still watching, Jonathan, help us out here. Yeah, th- th- throw us a bone. We know you're out there.
1: Something like that, and of course... With all of that in the show that's also up on the archives as we discussed that on Life is Like a Game Show. The price is right, as we did the Drew Carey era deep dive. That episode is in the YouTube archives. If you go on to youtube.com slash W2M network, all the shows with their own dedicated playlists.
0: Ooh, we're getting fancy now.
1: Oh, we've been fancy like that. I've always organized the YouTube, all of our YouTube shows into their each individual playlist. So if you want to go through and binge a certain show, well bam there it is. Watch all the episodes in order. Although for life, it's like a game show. Be prepared for these recent ones. We just clocked over four hours last week. Mutter, mutter, land speed record, mutter, mutter.
0: Okay, to be fair, people were warned in advance. They They were.
1: They were, and I'm warning them again. For those who were not heeding the warnings from before as Christian Pulisic is going off as a substitute.
0: 83rd, 84th minute, technically. 83 and some change over here as Pulisic makes his way off the pitch. Jordan Morris, so the Seattle Sounders coming on in his place. Drew Carey what? As we said, it had perfect timing for that. Here's your boat. Not that one, Brian. <laughs> Parker. Something sin. Uh I know it's Parker. I don't remember his last I carry his photographer last name. Anyways. Fox Parkinridge. Wow, I wasn't even close. Okay, I'll take you, the L on. I'll take the L on that one.
1: <laughs> so, for something like this, we have an idea with our co- different coaching staffs. Kevin Sumlin getting another shot. You're getting more of your the ideas former for-
0: Kevin Sumlin, the former AM coach. Yes, yes, with
1: Johnny Manziel, and there was a lot of talk of him coming to the USFL. He's opted to go into the fan-controlled football league which do not even get me started on what's going on with that. We'll be here a whole other two hours.
0: I would really prefer not to do that. No, that no. I'll catch you up off air in that case. Very well. All right. So do we have anything else from, I just, oh, uh, one, one official replay per coach per game. All replays handled by the Fox Sports Control Center in Los Angeles. No sky judge for season one, which is a little disappointing. Well, again, with
1: having everything in a single hub, I definitely understand that. I think as you're moving away from the hub in Birmingham and getting teams into their home markets for season two, rather than have everything controlled in Los Angeles, you're going to go ahead and see the sky judges and everything
0: more on site. See, I would just have an overall sky judge at each of the games. Somebody that's in constant. Pull up Brian's comment right here. You can't have football without a sky judge. I'm sorry. It's just necessary at this point. I agree with Brian. No, And And I
1: completely agree. I completely agree with the whole mentality of it. With how much technology we have now, you can't have one in my opinion. Now, you can't
0: not have one. Yeah, you can't not
1: have one. It depends on the setup at Progressive Field where the UAB play, Blazers play. If they have everything set up to potentially be able to have a sky judge and handle everything on site, then you should absolutely
0: have one. I don't know if they do or not.
1: See, if I would they imagine not. And
0: they don't implement it, then that's a problem. See, I would imagine not, though, given the fact that it's lower tier D1 college football with Conference USA. And that's
1: why I say, when you're moving into your different stadia come season
0: two, that's when you're going to have a sky judge. But I do
1: like... Oh, go
0: ahead. And I was going to say, and probably have different camera angles set up specifically for the sakes of games at at those stadiums as well. Exactly. So having
1: it by controlled in L.A. for this season... Great. Plus, another paying homage to the original USFL, as they were the first league to have a replay system, and that's how they did it in 1985. Each coach just got the one challenge.
0: See, I don't like it, though, and the reason I say that is is I think if you have the options to correct any egregious mistakes inside of the booth, then you need to do it. And this is why I feel
1: having the Sky Judge would be better Plus, if you wanted to use the challenge system effectively, you could do, like, how they have the DRS system in cricket. Each team in a test match in each innings has three reviews. You can review, send it upstairs at any time. You get it right, you keep your review. You get it wrong, you lose it. So basically, you can review until you miss. And I think with one challenge, you keep your flag till you miss. I would like to see that implemented if we go on with the season two. And also Brian says, if you have a Sky Judge rule on anything camera footage related, it doesn't matter if they have the remote hub or not. They still need one. They may not necessarily have to be local in the stadium, but I think it's needed that a Sky Judge should be in a booth being able to ping the head red and say, Absolutely hey, what I was this saying. is a review, or hey, you need to overturn your call. And again, and- if they could somehow implement that, I don't know with the season being this close, or maybe during the season, or even for the playoffs in Canton, the sooner they can implement that, the better, for those exact reasons.
0: Yeah, I would imagine the fact that we're so close to the start of the season is probably why we're not getting the extra added amenities that we might have gotten had this been a little bit better planned out.
1: Right. And again, since they have their playoffs and they've decided at Canton, Ohio, maybe something for the playoffs this year. And then if all goes well going into year two, you're going to have it on a more regular basis. If they don't implement it beyond year two, then, again, that is a serious problem.
0: All right, let's get to it. Let's move over from the USFL to the National Football League. And, who oh boy.
1: <laughs> okay, one kind of side story about one of this I want to talk about when we get to the right signing for Kansas City. Because I had to rub someone's nose in it
0: a little bit on Twitter when I mentioned this. I'm going to start with the official results from the Cleveland thing first, because we kind of briefly talked about it last week, but we didn't get a chance to go fully into it there. Mm -hmm. As the Eagle has landed from Houston in Cleveland, Deshaun Watson is now a Cleveland Brown. Five draft picks later. Three firsts, a third, and a fourth. And the money, all the money. We'll get to the two hundred plus million dollar contract that Watson signed in a few seconds. Okay, three, three first round draft picks. Now, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Despite what draft day will tell you, we have learned over the course of our years following the NFL that the Browns draft team are more or less incompetent when it comes to quarterbacks. True, very true. I'll ever however <laughs> outside of the big 3 outside of the big 3 in the afc right now or big 4 if you want to include uh if you want to include burrow outside of mahomes allen burrow and herbert there isn't a quarterback uh, on if that's an official starter for any team in the NFL right now that I would trade one first-round draft pick for, let mm-hmm. alone three.
1: Yeah. I will say this is Cleveland doing Cleveland things and overreaching, but from the Browns' perspective, they saw what they got with Baker Mayfield and I'm just gonna say this: We've seen Baker Mayfield has a ceiling. Even, so I don't agree. Well, even with that
0: ceiling, he got them to the playoffs. I, I, I don't agree that I don't agree that we've seen Baker Mayfield ceiling. I think that Baker Mayfield has been so horrendously mismanaged by that franchise that we haven't seen his full potential. And, and I fully am backing that because I've said with Cleveland, they're a place where quarterback
1: careers have gone to die. They haven't had anyone top-notch since Bernie Kosar. And I'm including Vinny Testaverdi on
0: that 95 team with the Bill Belichick as head coach. Let's, let's be real. Testaverdi's best years were as a Jet, and it pains me to say that.
1: My point exactly. And he came from the U, and you saw what he did in Tampa Bay in the late 80s. Mm-hmm. So I see they need a QB, a coach they can build a system around and not trying to fit a puzzle piece into a jigsaw puzzle. And I kind of disagree with that. They kind of have the system that they want to go, but I think Deshaun Watson gives them that and they have some extra elements in it. Do I think they overpaid? Draft pick-wise, yes. But desperate Contract-wise, yes. Well, okay. Let's talk about that contract-wise. In a time when you have one o'clock Kirk Cousins himself getting a thirty-five million dollar one-year fully guaranteed extension, okay, let us clear the air right now. These contracts are hitting different.
0: These and contract, it- these contracts are fucking ridiculous.
1: And you see what's going on with Mahomes right now. Very, very team-friendly, but he goes the length of that deal. He's sitting on a half a bill. Five years, $230 million, fully guaranteed, I don't think is as much of a stretch as people think. I think it is a stretch, a little bit much, But not something terribly god awful.
0: Okay, I'm going to put this into perspective, Mm -hmm. and as to why I think they overpaid. Okay, Watson will now make more per season than Josh Allen is.
1: I get that, and you know the honestly, and you know the problem with that though,
0: timing. Because didn't Josh Allen? Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Alan signed his deal last off season, Actually, I think it was six for 240. So, so Allen's getting, Allen's getting like 40 million a year is, I mean, obviously signing bonuses and everything roster bonuses are going to make up the majority of that. So only yeah. a certain amount of it counts against the cap or whatever, but right. Uh, Allen's at like 40 million, 40 million a year. Whereas Watson's going to end up being at like 46 million a year for five years. Mm-hmm. And with Watson having not played in a season and a half and coming off of the allegations that he's coming off of with the downtime that he's had, plus potentially facing a NFL suspension for its violation of the personal conduct policy. Cleveland way overreached here. Now, we'll we'll talk about it
1: even with the the downtime. Texas grand jury, they declined to file charges. I saw that. Now, with the NFL policy, the Browns actually prepared for that. Even if he does face that six games, and with all of that, and when it comes to his salary, he only loses out on a million bucks. So it's much more backloaded, as it were, taking this season
0: into account. So in other words, it's loaded so that way Deshaun Watson gets his ass kissed by the NFL. Bingo. Grand jury
1: not pressing charges of soccer. I mean, given what I've heard about different witnesses and their testimonies changing things, not really. Zero-zero final? Yep. So Canada... They're staying atop now 25, U.S. in second, Mexico third.
0: Canada, Mexico and, U- Mexico and the U.S. both sitting on 22 now.
1: Yep. Costa Rica, they're in stoppage time against Canada, still leading 1-0 to put them in fourth and to put pressure on Panama. So U.S.-Panama on Sunday just got a lot more intense.
0: Actually, uh, the standings that um, the Paramount just showed has Costa Rica on 19. Would Costa Rica move to 22 with a win? No, that's live. Costa Rica
1: is winning, thus being if they hang on to win, they're on 19.
0: If they draw,
1: they would go back down to 17.
0: Okay, so they're currently sitting at 16. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, back to the NFL. Back to NFL free agency as the game's officially gone final at 0-0. Zero zero. As I go in and close out Paramount Plus on my TV.
1: Yep, same here. Not going to be a lot to talk about if we do soccer to the max. Um, these contracts are beyond dumb at this point. The amount of unprecedented bullshit is amazing. He's getting his coach fucked, that's for sure. I agree with the Browns and the coach. I'm going to give Harry the floor for a second because I have a story about QB contracts through the
0: years. All right, we'll get to that in a quick second here. The, yeah. the other thing that I wanted to talk about, the quarterback situation in Cleveland, is who's Cleveland's backup? Because Case Keenum... Oh, the former Indianapolis Colt. Oh, the Indianapolis, former Indianapolis Colt. Colt and New England Patriot. All right. Well, that explains why they let Case Keenum go to Buffalo. Mhm. As Case Keenum remains the highest paid backup in the NFL. Although Case Keenum may not have a job after who Buffalo just signed a couple of days ago as well. It's not Fitzmagic, but it is a former bill and one who is beloved in our area. Matt Barkley is a Buffalo bill again. Oh, nice. That's going to be some good competition for the backup job. And I think that that's going to be one of those situations where we may end up keeping three quarterbacks. I wouldn't be surprised. At and least then you not. just I
1: like what Pittsburgh is doing.
0: And then you just end up, uh, you end up having whomever doesn't get the backup job. You have them running with the practice squad throughout the week and stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I should have never gave these players so much damn money. Like I said. I have a story
0: about that. All right. Do you want to go to quarterbacks? Do we have any other? Oh, we do have another quarterback news that I feel is relevant here because we were just talking about it in the sports group chat today. Mm hmm. Um, so, Phillip Rivers. Mm hmm. Carson Wentz. Mm hmm. Matt Ryan as Maddie Ice is no longer an Atlanta Falcon and is instead now an Indianapolis Colt. I'm going to be... I stand by what I said. Matt Ryan plus a healthy Jonathan Taylor. I would argue that the Colts are the favorite in the South for 2022. Barely. Barely. Because, I mean, if
1: they've got a couple of moves that Tennessee still has to sort out, but yeah... I think it's going to be a two-horse race in the AFC South this year.
0: Oh, for sure. Houston's going to be garbage, and Jacksonville's going to be improved, but still not good. Yeah. I think you guys get out of the basement this year in the AFC South, but you don't do any better than third.
1: Yeah. I mean, I predicted a 7-10 and season last year for us. Thank you for that. And, boy, there's been a shit ton of Urban Meyer news that's come out this week.
0: Not knowing who Aaron Donald is. Going around in a motor scooter wearing jeans shorts screaming
1: get some to players on Tebow Tuesdays. Urban, seriously, if you're going to go ahead and suck Tim Tebow's cock, at least let everybody know about it first. My God, what is your deal? Exact this and this is exactly why I said for the longest time that this would end up a potential unmitigated disaster everybody was telling me to give him faith i came on board and i said all right i'm going to give him a shot but this just screams total shit show and look at what it was Yeah. Yeah. And at least that's a good kind of toilet paper, because if you don't have
0: a bidet, you're going to need a lot of that. Charmin, double ply. Hmm. I get the good shit
1: around here. Yeah. Tebow was criminally overrated. I'm not going to disagree with you there. I called that when he was in Florida.
0: Collegiate Tebow was outstanding. I said it's great to be a Florida Gator said it's great. Okay. Anyways, moving on. Um, yeah. yeah, other quarterback, other, other quarterback news. Where do you think Baker Mayfield lands? Cause he won't be a Cleveland Brown. I think we can definitively agree on that. I mean, honestly, who
1: do they have behind Matt Ryan in Atlanta?
0: Um, didn't they just draft a quarterback like last year in like the second or third round?
1: That's what I'm saying, because if anything, if you're talking open quarterback spots, I don't think Baker Mayfield would be horrendous in Atlanta.
0: Did you hear the rumor? Baker Mayfield, Pittsburgh Steeler. Okay, so Baker
1: Mayfield, Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, Dwayne
0: Haskins. Okay, A, if Mayfield signs Rudolph is gone. I mean, in fairness, Rudolph is probably gone anyways because Trubisky and Haskins are enough. And everybody
1: enough of what? Good sir. Enough of what? (laughs)
0: That is a whole ass quarterback room full of garbage. (laughs) I don't even like Pittsburgh and I feel bad for him. Jesus. There was talk going around that uh Freaking Malik Willis, a Liberty Pittsburgh was going to target him in the draft too. Yeah, because apparently, like with pro day and
1: everything, now he's considered the top quarterback. Which, when you're beating out a guy like Teddy Two Gloves Pickett,
0: I what did you just call him? Two Gloves. No, his first name. Kenny. Okay, I th- I thought you said Teddy. I wanted to make sure you said Kenny. Yeah, Kenny Two Gloves Pickett. See, Kenny Pickett would make sense to the Steelers, given the fact that he's a Pittsburgh kid. He went to the University of Pitt. I know he went to the University of Pittsburgh and fuck
1: him because of it. Did I say that out loud? No, I'm not bitter.
0: The point being is that that's one of those situations that would make sense, similar to a guy like – correct me if I'm wrong – similar to a guy like Marino would have made sense to stay in Pittsburgh. In the mm-hmm. 85 in the 85 draft, but he instead got snapped up by Miami instead. 83, but yes. That's right. The 83 draft was Marino, Elway, and Kelly. Marino, Elway, Kelly, Blackledge. Todd Blackledge, the college football commentator. Mm-hmm. He was a buckeye, right? No. Penn State. Really? Yeah, really. Huh. See, I used to be really good at the college game. I, mm-hmm. I have not, I've not, I've, I've slipped off. All right, so let's talk quarterback salaries while I prepare the rest of the notes for our free agency signings. Go ahead and take the floor because I'm going to do some, uh, I'm going to do some research.
1: And I'm glad that you mentioned Dan Marino going back, and we talked about this song, Stig- with, and we talked about this song I have with the Drake lyrics contract, like '91, Dan Marino at the time. After having a lot of success early in his career, this, mind you, without anything really existing like free agency back in those days, Marino was looking to request a trade and wanted out of Miami at the end of both the 88 and 89 NFL seasons. It didn't necessarily happen. So, in 91, with the Dolphins front office, Don Shula... Everything was pacified, and he had a press conference. At the time, signing the richest contract in NFL history, right around the level of Dan Fouts, as big as some of the contracts, evil, not as big as like a Doug Flutie in the USFL when he had his or Herschel Walker. And at that contract, at that time, was only one and a quarter million dollars a year, and Dan Fouts's was maxing out at about 1.4. And even at these, after he signed a five year deal and he spoke about the contracts five years from now in 1996, there might be a five million dollar quarterback, a ten million dollar quarterback over time. When you have the game change as it has less of a focus on defense, less of a focus on running, more of a focus on passing, changing the rules, the ratings, the star power, et cetera, et cetera. Quarterbacks have become the foci of the National Football League. And, I mean, have we seen this? If the two great starting quarterbacks, you're going to see them in a TV game one of them is hurt, one of them is sitting, or whomever. All of a sudden, ratings go down the tubes. And now, with the likes of Joe Buck and Troy Aikman going ahead and calling Monday Night Football, Al Michaels joining Kirk Street and calling Thursday Night Football for Amazon Prime, you're going to want to keep in those big draws. And with the salary cap the way it's gone, in a large part because of this revenue... From these TV deals, over two hundred million per the percentage of the salary cap is still very reasonable, even with these ridiculous contracts.
0: Chiming in real quick here, so Michaels to Amazon Prime with Herb Street. Yes. Assuming that means Collinsworth stays with NBC. Yes, Tarico. Correct. Okay. Well, I mean that does make sense because they've been kind of training uh, what's her name in order to take over the studio show.
1: Right, and this was also part of the succession plan for Drew Brees as well. Call games for Notre Dame, be in the studio for Football Night in America. Now that Al Michaels' contract had expired and he left, bring in Tarico, and then eventually bring in Drew Brees for Sunday Night Football.
0: Brees along with Tarico, to call Sunday Night Football once Collinsworth steps away. Exactly. Uh, The answer to your question about the Atlanta Falcons is Marcus Mariota. So, yeah, Mariota and Baker Mayfield. It's not the best quarterback room. It's better than Pittsburgh's. No, quarterback contracts have been ridiculous for years now, and I think each year is getting progressively and progressively and progressively more and more stupid. Um. Kansas City got it right with Mahomes. Mm -hmm. Buffalo got it right to an extent with Allen. I I, I worry about the amount of guaranteed money with Allen, but at the same time, I understand the necessity to keep Josh in Buffalo. The kid bleeds Buffalo blue and red. Mm -hmm. And this fan base has adopted to him like no quarterback we've had since JK, QB 12. So I I understand the desire for for certain teams to keep their franchise quarterbacks. But the thing that we're learning more and more in these days in the NFL is that nobody's spot is safe regardless of the team. For example, we were thinking about talking about the fact that the Chiefs had a potent one, two wide receiver punch now with Tyreek Hill and Juju Smith-Schuster after Juju signs a one-year deal with the uh, Chiefs (laughs) and then can't, and then Kansas City turns around and trades Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins. To be the highest paid wide receiver
1: in NFL history. Four years, 120 million, 74.4 million guaranteed, and 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 Kansas City gets a bonus treat. Remember what Juju was famous for in Pittsburgh?
0: Yeah, but Mahomes doesn't do the whole TikTok thing. Not Patrick. Jackson does.
1: I said the minute that Juju signed for the Chiefs, I basically in so many words said Jackson Mahomes, Juju Smith-Schuster, TikTok collab win. Oh, no, Robert Taylor. Jackson's going to L.A. this summer. He's going to go do this and that. The report comes out. Jackson wants to do a TikTok collab with him. Who was right, you some bitch?
0: Okay, just on general principle, fuck Jackson Mahomes. Agreed. As a matter of fact, go ahead and uh, go ahead and give me a graphic here, will you? Because I don't have anybody better this week. So Jackson Mahomes, just because.
1: Oh, a close second with Brittany Matthews.
0: Brittany Mahomes now.
1: They got married. I know they got married. I ain't giving her that man's last name. And if I'm Patrick, I'm smart enough to pretty much say the same thing.
0: You've already got Uh, one problematic Mahomes in your family. Okay, you quoted Drake. You ready? Yeah. I'm I'm about to get urban myself up here. I'ma quote I'ma quote Kanye. Holla, we want Breen up. We want Breen up. <laughs> she take my body. When I'm in need. Now I ain't saying she a
1: gold digger, but she ain't messing with no broke broke. Don't say it. <laughs> See, I uh, use the radio edit in that case.
0: I don't want to get us canceled. Kansas City gets a first round and a second and a... Yeah, I'm getting us back on topic. I say nothing, Espinosa. Bite me. Leave it to the brother on the podcast. But he did good, though. I got to get this. Kansas City gets a first, a second, and a fourth in this year's draft. A fourth next year and a sixth next year for Tyreek. For Tyreek Hill. So a first, a second, two fourths, and a sixth. That's, that's, I'd say that that's a good hole
1: for Tyreek Hill.
0: I'd say it's a mistake. Really? And the reason I say it's a mistake is because we learned one thing in the absence of Antonio Brown in Pittsburgh. Juju is not a WR1. But but
1: you've got another good pairing that they made. And Aaron Rodgers is actually even more pissed off because of it.
0: Uh, You're referring to the Chiefs signing Marquez Valdez Scantlin.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So I mean three years, 30
0: million dollars.
1: So one of those guys, you could easily have a good competition, and if MVS Becomes wide receiver one, Juju slides right in at W uh,
0: wide receiver two. Um, I will I will send you the link here. I must warn people that once I send him this link, this is an ESPN Plus article. If you do not have ESPN Plus, you will not be able to view it. And if you don't have ESPN Plus, what the fuck are you waiting for? It's five bucks a month, people. Seriously, England. West Indies cricket. I say no more. NHL league pass. NHL TV, I think, officially. Zaldez Scantling was the Packers designated home run hitter, a role he is well suited to reprise for the Chiefs. Over the past two seasons, the only players with more targets of at least 40 yards downfield are Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown, Mm Mm-hmm and Tyreek Hill, whom the Chiefs traded to the Dolphins earlier this week. It's fair to wonder if the Chiefs needed to go to $10 million per year for a receiver whose career high of 38 receptions came as a rookie in 2018, but Valdez Scantling is a really good fit for the type of offense the Chiefs run. His game speed is unreal. Last season, he reached a top speed of 22.09 miles per hour at the end of a 75-yard touchdown. According to NFL Next Gen Stats, hashtag stat that. That's me editorializing there. But still, we can't be bought. We can damn well, sure, we be can be, can sure be rented. According to NFL Next Gen Stats, that is the highest figure by any ball carrier, including Hill, over the past two seasons.
1: Yeah, Hill was the second fastest clocked.
0: MVS was the fastest. Apparently, Cheetah got out cheated by his replacement. Uh, other yes.
1: in- send sponsorship inquiries to at the Andesian on Twitter. And this is another solid point: Rogers needs to go retire and host Sports Jeopardy. He's a much better fit for that than Green Bay right now. They need to bring Sports no, Jeopardy back, and he's your guy.
0: Uh, a. He made the bet in Green Bay. Now he gets to lie in it. He wanted to get paid. He wanted to get paid, and he got paid, and now he's going to have a shit team around him because he wanted so much money. Fair. Uh, Other quick news and notes of importance. Dolphins sign offensive tackle Teron Armstead in order to protect Tua Tagovailoa. And now they're running backs and their newest acquisition at wide receiver as well. Because one would imagine it would be a very similar offense that Kansas City would run using Tyreek out of the backfield in addition to having him in the slot. Mm -hmm.
1: I'm pretty sure I remember hearing Duke Johnson going somewhere. I can't remember where.
0: That's right. Y'all got another Miami player. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. The one that we had signed to an offer backed out and ended up going to Washington instead.
1: Yeah. Washington.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Who willingly pays for the commanders? Uh, Leonard Fournette returns to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Obviously. Leonard Fournette's best years are probably behind him, but we will see what happens. (laughs) Oh, no. He was a former Jaguar. These
1: are his best years.
0: (laughs) Jameis Winston returning to the New Orleans Saints. We'll once again fight with... Oh, it is a done deal. Two years, $28 million. We'll once again fight with Taysom Hill for the starting position. Shout out to Kennedy Eddings sending Mm -hmm. our best. Remember, kiddo, you're welcome on here with us anytime. Taysen Hill and his golden ass aside.
1: Uh, I mean, again, New Orleans and gold, having a little bit of gold on their bench, it'll be a nice touch.
0: The last major acquisition that I want to talk about is something that should have happened in the draft last year, but one season too late is better than not at all. The Dallas Cowboys cut Lael Collins' Pro Bowl offensive tackle. The Cincinnati Bengals signed Lael Collins' Pro Bowl offensive tackle and somebody that can hopefully keep Joe Burrow from getting murdered for a third season in a row. Entirely agree. Buffalo or Cincinnati was like, hey,
1: yeah, we got to a Super Bowl with this kid. We need to keep him off his ass.
0: (laughs) Nine sacks by Tennessee. And the Rams had like five or six themselves in the Super Bowl, including mm-hmm. including two and a half by Aaron Donald. Number 99. Yes, Urban.
1: That's who that number 99 guy is for the Rams. Yes, he is a problem. He's just now not your problem anymore.
0: Good night, sweetheart. Well... It's time to go,
1: and just think—now he won't have to worry about any different levels of controversy because he's working to legitimately get Ohio State players played or players paid.
0: Payers played—that's that coming, I guess. <laughs> that's coming soon to uh to the ho- to the meadows up in uh up in Cleveland, <laughs> and like and like thistle down. He'll be working at the casino before you know it. I used to be somebody. Yeah, you also used to be and still are an asshole. (laughs) Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Uh, That takes us back to the Desan Watson trade. And I do believe that will be all that we will cover on this round of free agency. Because we already talked juju as well. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of changes coming. Obviously, our full NFL preview will happen a little bit later in the year. We will openly admit BWSR will more or less turn into a football show once the actual NFL season starts. We will dedicate a good portion of the show to our week-by-week coverage of the NFL. I've already challenged Eric to do it. We will do the same thing that our colleagues our compatriots, our friends and amigos over at the r Sports Report do. We will do an on-air, season-long, head-to-head prediction pool in addition to sticking to our Are You Serious picks as well because that's kind of become the trademark of this show on the network. So we will be bringing that to the Broadhurst Walken Sports Report once the NFL season starts. We'll try to cover college football as well. Obviously, me and Eric are both a little bit more leaned towards the NFL, but we both have our college routings. And both of us have new coaches to look forward to this year with uh, Mario Cristobal in Miami and with mm-hmm. Billy Napier in Gainesville. So we'll have to see what happens for both of those.
1: Okay, senior producer of the network, I demand in via proxy. Well, which part? Do you want in on the season-long head-to-head, or do you want in on the Are You Serious picks? Or do you want both? The choice is yours.
0: He he wants the cake and to eat it, too. So my guess is he's going to want in both. Family yeah. show, Watkins.
1: I know, I know. And if Brian, Family show, li- Watkins. You're listening. You know the cake joke I was going to make. I'll leave it at
0: that. Family show, Watkins. That's why I cut you off. <laughs> and right at right at roughly the two-hour mark, I think it's time that we say goodbye for this episode. You have been listening to BWSR, the Broadhurst Watkins Sports Report, sports in black and white, a presentation of the W2M Network online at w2mnet.com. In addition, you can find us on all of your favorite podcasts, Audio and visual formats, audio available through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, CastBox. Rate and review us five stars on Spotify, check us out on Overcast, and join the Discord link available in the show description. If you prefer to watch your podcasts instead of listening to them, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, W2M Network, everywhere except for Twitch, where it is W2M Net. W2M Network 2 on TikTok. Thanks, Rattledge.
1: Yeah, we we gotta apparently do something on that. Also, he was referring to the head-to-head. Okay, you can do both. We'll let you in on the rules for that. And yes, I am saving it for Sunday. Yes, yes, yes. And you see, I stopped grinning.
0: (laughs) Sunday, we'll see the potential continuation of The greatest sports movie of all time tournament. I'm trying to get a final here. 78, 73 Dukies. Duke over Texas Tech to advance. Houston has just knocked Arizona out of the tournament as well. 72 to 60. So, yeah, that's all of my final four except for Kansas gone. (laughs) from my original final four. That mother, mother, mother.
1: Where can people find you online, Eric? You can find me when I'm not here at the Broadhurst walk Sports Report or Sunday nights on Point of Viewer or supposedly with Soccer to the Max or Tuesday nights with Life is Like a Game show or when we return on Mondays with League to the Max or whatever where I am the disembodied voice to Brian Espinosa. You can find me on Twitter at Squid Sportshead. If I'm awake weird hours and there's something sports-wise to live-tweet, I will. I may be able to do some live-tweeting of the cricket going forward if things ease up work-wise. Stay tuned on that. If you don't want to do all that with Twitter and you want to reach out to me on Facebook or for anything else, not so much the Flame Wars anymore, more. But any kind of tutoring or tax consultation advice or whatever, hit me up at Eric Watkins, guy, wine, recliner. You know what to do. And if you're looking to figure out what I'm talking about with all the other different jokes or anything else of that nature, slide into my DMs on Twitter, undergo the strict and thorough proper vetting process dark Twitter, dark Reddit, Telegram, kick, Snapchat.
0: You will be thankful. The hair is flowing in the breeze marvelously, and I can't control it. I apologize. (laughs) Um, yeah. Life is like a game show wraps up Price is Right Month next week as we discuss, well, pretty much everything we might have missed before, including the clip show. It is all of your favorite moments when the price is right, including my personal favorite one, Manuela accidentally gives away a car. And, yes,
1: we will be talking a bit more Doug Davidson and the famous and infamous moments of the rangefinder, and how they determine showcases. Freaking name. Look, I'm throwing you a bone, Brian. And yes, he can be found on Point of Viewer and League to the Max, or whatever. And all life is like a game show. And if you want to talk to him about your love and or hatred for Doug Davidson and The Price is Right from 1994,
0: at the Andesian on Twitter. Somebody tell Espinosa to make, like, his show and go on hiatus.
1: <laughs>
0: Anywho, see, now, if we were on Life is Like a Game Show, that's a monkey.
1: Yeah, and a death glare, so <laughs> he it would have been
0: both. <laughs> he would have thrown up the X. Anyways, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, like I said, Life is Like a Game Show wraps up Prices is Right month next week as we basically hit you with a clip show. And are all of our discussions therein? I sense he said something snarky in response. <laughs> sure enough. Uh enough. Point of viewer will continue the greatest sports movie of all time tournament once it returns. Return date to be determined due to scheduling. We will keep you guys up to date. Make sure you guys check out the Facebook, Twitter, YouTube feeds for all of that. Um, Myself and Mark Radulich just did cider's episode 5. Uh, West Coast Pro Wrestling and Prestige Pro Combined for a show called Savage Mode Jonathan Gresham presents Terminus 2 That is available in the archives We will be getting back together for episode 6 Effie's Big Gay Brunch And No Peace Underground's Fear the Gay Agenda That will be on April 6th April, Or not April April 4th April 10th, we then combined once again and joined forces to cover Joey Janela's Spring Break Parts 1 and 2 from the GCW Collective, available on Fight TV. At HEB the Eagle, pretty much everywhere online, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, MySpace, technically. Any, anywhere social media related, you can find me at HEBTheEagle.com or at H-E-B the eagle. Hell, I might even try to see what I can do about getting ATBTheEagle.com. I mean, we've been looking into different
1: domains for other different things at the network. It's a hell of a lot cheaper than Viewer.com. Don't ask. That's a whole different story. Is
0: What about PointOfViewer.com?
1: Maybe, but I had different reasons for Viewer.com.
0: He is Viewer himself, after all.
1: Anybody got $150,000?
0: Jesus. I'll, explain,
1: I'll explain
0: why. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> for the disembodied Facebook musings of Brian Espinoza and Jonathan Nelson, who chimed in earlier in the show as well, he's Eric Watkins. I'm Harry Broadhurst. You have been listening to BWSR, the Broadhurst Watkins Sports Report, Sports in Black and White, Episode 4, a presentation, the W two M network. We'll see you guys next week. And to our knowledge, we have nothing to live discuss. So it should be a normal length episode. Talk to you guys then.